This is Talk of the Town. I'm Bob Cudmore on Magic 590. We're also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. I want to begin uh, with a story from the news this week, Mayor. Uh, Rachel McEnany confirmed the Albany Common Council has approved the appointment of City Budget Director Rachel McEnany as Commissioner of Administrative Services. The vote was 11 to 2. What are her uh, responsibilities now? Well, this is a position that was recommended to me by my transition team when I came into office. And the Commissioner of Administrative Services oversees all of the internal administrative functions of the city. So human resources, purchasing, IT. Um, She will also be overseeing our um, Office of Cultural Affairs. Uh, And so it's really focused on the internal processes that we use. Uh, We have a new uh, computer system, a new, it's an enterprise-wide system for budgeting and purchasing and uh, really tracking of employees, payment of our employees. And so she's going to be responsible for all of those administrative functions. And Rachel McEnany has uh, joined us in the past uh, in in her role as budget director, certainly well-known in uh, political uh, circles. You work for Senator Gillibrand, uh, she's the the daughter of uh, former Assemblyman uh, Jack McEnany. A uh, couple of members of the council, uh, Judd Crasher in particular, have raised questions about her qualifications for this kind of complex job, you know, especially the IT part and maybe the human resources part. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's really um, pretty remarkable given her track record and the work that she's done. She's worked for every level of government. She was integrally involved in the response to Hurricane Sandy and spent, I believe, six months in New York City responsible for tracking funds, making sure that funds were being dispersed for emergency repairs. She has had um, significant responsibility in the positions that she's held. And I think that just looking at how she has uh, really, from the time she started with the city as budget director, not only put together a 2017 budget that was a 2% reduction over the previous year, but did that with a brand new IT system. And anybody who has worked with the implementation of new IT systems knows there are a lot of moving parts associated with that. Incredibly complex. And to be able to pull that together, get a new budget built on our new system and have that budget come in at 2% less than last year, uh, you know, I think uh, really speaks for itself. So uh, she's an outstanding talent and we're really fortunate to have her. Uh, Councilman uh, Judd uh, Crasher, again, has now revealed a couple of letters that he says allege misconduct by uh, your administration involving how uh, an employee was treated. Uh, What is your response to that? Well, to be clear, he has one letter that was filed in 2014. It is a personnel document. I have no idea whether the individual who filed that would even want this to be public. Uh, It was very early on in the administration, and this was an individual who was just not the right fit for the job. We hired an outside law firm to review her allegations, and he found each and every one of her allegations to be unfounded. He interviewed not only myself and my former chief of staff, but all of the uh, staff members who work in the mayor's office and that complaint was found to be uh, unfounded. You know, these are difficult jobs. We work under, um, you know, a very um, uh, pressure, high pressure conditions from time to time. Um, And, you know, some people think that when they come in and and work in city government, they're going to have one experience, and it's it's not really what they're looking for. So that was an example of of where it just wasn't a good fit. Um, 
uh, how that then translates into a problem or into a pattern is is mystifying to me. Uh, my understanding is that the other letter, uh, also anonymous, that uh, Mr. Crasher has is from somebody who never worked for my administration and did not involve uh, City Hall at all. So, um, again, I think that uh, it's very easy to engage in character assassination. I'm far more focused on uh, really what do we need to do to serve the needs and residents of the city of Albany. And we work to do that every single day in my office. It is Black History Month, and uh, that uh, was marked by a program at City Hall this week. What happened there? Well, we had a speaker, Nell Stokes. First of all, we had a, uh, a special guest. The lieutenant governor uh, uh, showed up. Uh, she was looking for opportunities to um, experience Black History Month events in the city of Albany. And when she is in Albany, it's great. She uh, is a wonderful partner. Uh, we consider this her second home. And uh, so we invited her to this event, and she graciously came and spoke and was wonderful. And then Nell Stokes really treated us to, um, it was a combination of spoken word and song um, of 400 years of history of African Americans. And so it really was a, a very moving experience. And then people had the opportunity to ask mm -hmm. questions. Nell grew up in Alabama, was denied mm -hmm. the right, right to vote at 18, um, and uh, really drew on the strength of Rosa Parks, the strength that she showed by staying seated on that bus. And, you know, Nell shared with us that she knew how hard that decision was because people were beaten. People disappeared when they tried to defy the Jim Crow laws of the South. And so uh, she now really drew on that strength and, and shared amazing stories with us. Her mission and passion is about spreading pride in African-American history, not just among African-Americans, but among all of us. And she did that uh, at our event. And it was really a, a very moving experience. As we talk about uh, other uh, topics uh, that don't necessarily relate to Albany, I mean, we seldom, I seldom bring them up, uh, but uh, one thing that's happening this week is, or has happened by now, the opening of the casino in Schenectady. Will that have any effect on uh, the city of Albany? Well, that's right. We'll have to see. We, uh, I went to the, uh, there was a sneak peek uh, of the of the um, casino, so I did go and and walk around inside, and there were people from all over the capital region there. You know, there are still people who will say it should be in Albany, and I just think it's a, such a parochial way of looking at uh, this region. You know, this is the capital region, and there was no site in the city of Albany that could have supported this type of construction. We looked at Exit 23, and ultimately only about 16 acres of that property was deemed to be buildable. So, um, you know, I think we need to look at what the opportunities are for this casino with respect to jobs for residents of the city of Albany and uh, with respect to other opportunities. So we'll see. Um, it's uh, going to be, it, it, it's um, really stunning inside, uh, very high-end finishes, and um, it's, uh, you know, a new addition, and uh, I hope that it brings in lots of revenue for uh, not only the city of Schenectady, but the surrounding communities and school districts as well. Let me ask you about uh, rehab grants. The city of Albany is offering over a million dollars in grant funding for repairs and rehabilitation uh, to vacant and decaying homes. 
Uh, how do these uh, programs work? Well, we're in the process of finalizing the application now, and we're going to review that with some of our key stakeholders, including the Albany County Land Bank, Habitat for Humanity, and we'll also be reaching out to our friends who work in the affordable housing arena, um, who do housing rehabilitation workshops, so that we can get their input on this application and then get it out so that people can start applying for these grants. Mm-hmm. Uh, delinquent taxes. The Albany City Treasurer, Darius Shanfar, reports more property owners in Albany are paying their taxes on time than in the previous years. That sounds like a good trend. Why it, is that happening? It, it is. We had um, a significant reduction in the number of delinquent properties, and we also had more people who paid within the um, the year. So um, we uh, that means that we collect more interest revenue for for our um, coffers, and it also reduces the liability that we turn over to the county. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, one of your uh, critics and a likely mayoral contender, uh, Frank Camiso Jr., uh, dismissed the figures from 2016 showing people paying their taxes more on time or saying the explanation of that was a 30-day extension given for taxpayers after billing issues last year. Does he make a good point? Well, I think that that's really, if you look at the timing for uh, when these bills were paid, um, we're talking about over the course of the year. And so um, I think it's a, a great trend, and the uh, the trend continues because with the new software that we have, the number of bills that were returned by the post office for bad addresses was dramatically reduced this year um, by 70 to 80% over the previous year. So we're doing better, and uh, I think that that's um, good news for our residents and our taxpayers. When we return on uh, Talk of the Town, more uh, discussion of issues in the news in the city of Albany with Mayor Kathy Sheehan. Plus, we'll have uh, shout-outs uh, for several organizations, including what's called the Winter Guard at Albany High School. I'm Bob Cudmore, Magic 590, 100.5 FM. Let me bring up the um, a recent uh, bomb threat at the Jewish Community Center. It was the second time uh, that the uh, Jewish Community Center was uh, threatened with a bomb threat, which uh, had no explosives found in either case. What was your message? Uh, I believe you attended a subsequent village uh, vigil, rather, that took place at the Jewish Community Center. Yes, and the turnout from that was actually remarkable. It was, uh, you know, organized uh, very grassroots, and it was wonderful to see people from all walks of life, all religious faiths there at the Jewish Community Center. And, you know, this was the second bomb threat within a short period of time. It's happening to Jewish community centers across the country. I believe that 18 were threatened on the same day that the Jewish Community Center was most recently. And what I said quite simply was that these are acts of terrorism. They're designed to make us afraid. And the way that we push back and fight back is to keep coming, um, to keep uh, 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 going to the Jewish Community Center, supporting the Jewish Community Center, um, and not caving into to the fear that um, that these calls are, are, you know, obviously trying to instill in us. And so it was a wonderful showing of unity and, and a demonstration of how much heart uh, this community really has. There were a number of uh, police news uh, stories uh, during the week. Just curious, how are you coming with the search for a permanent uh, police chief for Albany? So we're in the process of finalizing a determination with respect to a search firm that will help us with that search. And then uh, the process involves um, uh, talking with a number of stakeholders and coming up with a um, 
you know, basically uh, a, a, a list of, of what we really want from a police chief, what this community is about and the type of leader that we're looking for. Um, and then going out and doing a search and uh, looking at both internal and external candidates. Do, do you have a timetable when you think you'll make an appointment? Well, I mean, we want to take as much time as it's going to take to ensure that we have the depth of community input that I know is important both to me and to this community. Albany Schools, uh, Times Union columnist Chris Churchill uh, says, even though the mayor of Albany has no legal role in operating the school system, the problems facing the schools deserve to be discussed in this year's mayor's race. Can a mayor contribute to the betterment of the public schools, for example, the improving the high school graduation rate? Oh, absolutely. And I know that I have. Um, you know, I am a founding member of the Albany Promise, which is designed to aid the uh, every child in our city. Um, in ensuring that they have the opportunity to succeed academically. And the purpose of that is to bring together all of us who have um, a role to play in our children's lives and look at what we can do within our institutions to improve outcomes. And so one of the results of that is a greatly improved and award-winning summer youth employment program that we have here in the city of Albany, where we realized that connecting children, young people who are working with uh, not just a job, but with an understanding of what it takes to create a career path for yourself. Um, you know, how to fill out a FAFSA form, um, because you need to fill out that form if you want to go to college. Mm -hmm. um, visiting college campuses, learning about personal finance and savings. And so we've added that enrichment component to our summer youth employment program, and we're tracking that. And we're going to be looking and seeing um, whether or not, and we believe that it is, having an impact on more young people staying in school and graduating from high school. So I absolutely think that that's the case. Um, you know, what I had said to Chris Churchill is that I don't attend school board meetings because I think that there are, uh, we, we each have a role to play. So I'm not an expert on curriculum decisions that might be being made um, at, at those board meetings. You know, the, the school board has the responsibility for um, ensuring that they hire a superintendent and support a superintendent and a superintendent's cabinet um, to drive change in what's happening in the classroom. And so I think it's really important that, again, we work closely together. Um, I work very closely with the interim superintendent. Um, I think Kim Wilkins is doing an outstanding job. Um, and we work very closely together. If there's an issue at the high school and she thinks that the city can help, we're in there helping. Uh, and vice versa. If we see something going on with young people and we want the school to potentially intervene or, or take some other action, we communicate. So I absolutely think there is a role to play, and I take that role very seriously. And I think we've we've really seen much improvement in our relationship with the school district and in outcomes. Let me bring up uh, one of the, the shout outs I wanted to uh, get to, uh, and that has to do with the Winter Guard at the Albany High School. You attended a, a performance or competition that they were involved in? That's right. And I won't pretend to know all the rules or understand the competition, but these are basically um, competitions that involve precision dancing, precision with flags. Um, and there are three levels, and the Albany uh, District has young people competing at all three levels. Uh, our youngest, newest group took first place in their, uh, in their uh, c category. Our middle group took second place, and 
our um, really elite group took first place in that competition. Just schools from all over the the area. Uh, Congressman Tonko was there, and it was really an incredible uh, experience. I just hadn't uh, wasn't something I had been particularly familiar with, but um, my goodness, a lot of talent. The oil train terminal uh, opponents of uh, an oil terminal at the port of Albany. Uh, including Albany County and environmental groups, are uh, going to federal court to have the terminal shut down, claiming it's operating without a valid state air pollution permit. Are you sympathetic uh, to this effort? Oh, absolutely. You know, I am in contact with the DEC uh, and with the county on these issues, and uh, we want to ensure uh, that we have uh, air quality um, that our air quality isn't negatively impacted uh, by what is going on at that terminal. And so one of the things that is happening, <clears throat> that is going to be happening this year, is the DEC is undertaking a very significant air monitoring uh, testing program at the Ezra Prentice Homes. Um, and so the air quality is going to be tested over a long period of time so that we can capture exactly what the issues are. And then we need to look at the results of that and talk to uh, every operator down in the port about air emissions and air quality uh, once we have those results. Time for a couple more shout-outs. You attended a ribbon-cutting for Spa Wellington, uh, downtown Albany. Yes, a great new addition, and I think it's uh, something that, again, speaks to the revitalization of downtown. It takes up three floors uh, and is a full-service spa. It's not only for uh, the guests at the uh, Renaissance, but for anyone who wants to use it with the convention center opening imminently, it is going to be yet another important service for us to have in our downtown. And uh, a bunch of awards uh, were given by an organization called the American Public Works Association Capital Branch to the Water Commissioner, Joe Coffey, his department, and also the police department and you. That's right. Uh, I was uh, elected official of the year, which was uh, a wonderful thing to see uh, because I think it acknowledged the amount of work that we've been doing. You know, a lot of times when people say, well, what's going on? What have we accomplished over the last three years? We have undertaken significant infrastructure projects, including the rebuilding of the bike path and a number of improvements down at the Corning Riverfront uh, and the Quail Street project, which was completed as well as um, an, another project that was completed that takes stormwater uh, out of the storm sewer system to prevent flooding in one of our neighborhoods, and also the new traffic signals throughout the city. And so those were some of the projects that were honored as well, and uh, it, it is really tremendous to see the amount of work that is getting done and being done and continues to be done in the city. Uh, Joe Coffey, under his leadership, and Bill Trudeau, I can't say enough about uh, how outstanding their work is. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. You can email questions for the mayor to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov. I'm Bob Cudmore.